Tim's trying to get Melvin Gordon right now. 100%. He's trying to bang He's trying to, yeah, he is, right? He is trying to bangle that, Tommy. <laughs> He's trying to suck his cousin in right True. now. True. Love sucking his cousin in. Fuck off, Tim. Die, you fucking die. Better get fucked. <laughs> oh, that's getting recorded, too. <laughs> That'll be an hey, opener. Trade the picture. <laughs> TC. Hey. What? Don't be an asshole. I won't, but that was amazing that I just found that. Was that bitch tied handicapped again? What's his name? Ladies and gentlemen, George Kittle. I feel like the Land Sharks are going to be a really scrappy team. Yeah, like win three games. <laughs> How awful is that division, though? Alex has a shit team. I should just give the clothes back from Alex. He's probably working part-time at Superstore. <laughs> He's probably JD's assistant. Woman does. Matt Ryan. <sighs> Calvin Ridley. <sighs> Matt Ryan. <sighs> Push. Push! You can't push your way out of the game! <laughs> push! Alex has a shit team. Alright, let's roll. Episode 10 of the MWO Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, interesting development. Hopped on Anchor to uh, just take a look there and uh, get ready and prep for recording this podcast. And I noticed we had a weird spike in listenership. <laughs> Basically, like, above nine. Like, if there's more than nine different people listening, uh, that's always a little bit confusing because there's nine of you, and I don't know why anyone else would be listening to this. So to the people listening from Germany and Ireland, you need other hobbies. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be tuning into this. Maybe you stumbled upon it. Uh, if you're listening again, wow, thank you, welcome. Um, enjoy the ride. All right, guys, what we're going to do for this episode is a mock draft, a first-round mock draft. Uh, our draft should probably, I know we haven't even quite scheduled it yet, but we're looking like, geez, just a little over a month away. Uh, it's really creeping up here. Um, we've got our final keeper deadline coming up on August 1st, which is 10 days away. Uh, so get your keepers in by August 1st. Those of you that haven't, I think there's only a couple remaining. A uh, few people have... Um, you know, one or two decisions uh, to make. But other than that, we're, we're pretty well there and things are, are getting close. Uh, so I figured let's do a little mock. You know, let's get, uh, you know, we're all getting the itch. Uh, let's let me throw some things out here and see what you guys think. I don't really care if you like it, to be honest. I mean, it's not, this isn't even my opinion. It's just all full. It's smoke and bubble gum and confusion, hand, hand, sleight of hand. This all means nothing. I'm just doing it to give you guys something to listen to for 20 minutes, basically. I'm just joking. This is exactly what's going to happen. All right. So uh, the first overall pick belongs to Grant via me, yours truly. This pick uh, formerly belonged to Alex uh, as the last piece of the Saquon Barkley deal. So I am quite happy that the interest that had accumulated uh, the price that I had to pay. Basically nothing, everyone said at the time. Um, but here we are, you know, two and a half years later. Uh, the price that I had to pay to get up to that number one pick to take Barkley, I'm finally going to be free of it. Interest-free. It's like paying off your house or something. Outstanding. Uh, so I won the consolation round um, this year, which means that pick that formerly belonged to Alex belongs to Grant. So congratulations, Grant. You get to pick first overall. And with that selection... An absolute no-brainer, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be Russell Wilson. I think, uh, did Mox officially make that official? Officially official? I'm not sure. Um, that's the other thing. I obviously needed to 
do a little prognostication in terms of um, projecting who I think people are going to to have as their fifth keepers for those that haven't made that uh, made that public yet. So there's a little bit of that, obviously, as we go through these 10 picks, and I'll, I'll touch on it with each person. So Grant, Russell Wilson, uh, when you trade away your QB1 for a, like a, a scrub tight end, uh, it's typically a good idea to address that position. So that's what he's going to do right here off the top. Uh, Dak is no longer on the roster. Uh, he's not keeping Carson Wentz. Uh, he also had Cam Newton on the roster. Nah, we don't need any of them. Uh, so he got really lucky, actually, in in pulling that move off and being able to land Russell Wilson here at one. So what that means is, as we know, as our listeners in Ireland and Germany may not know, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna bother trying to explain that. So this pick will now belong to Mox uh, and. Let me see what I've got written down here because I did this last night. So then Mox is going to select Austin Eckler. Ooh, some oohs and ahs from the back of the room. Yeah, that's right. I think Austin Eckler is being like vastly underrated. I know he, he, you know, you might take the position that he could be a bit of a one-year wonder. That guy caught like 90 to 100 balls last year. I don't have all, I should have all the numbers in front of me. I don't, not that prepared. Um, but he was a PPR machine. I think he was like the number seven running back, number eight running back last year. Um, obviously I have, he was on Ian's team. I have Ian letting him go, which is why he's available. Um, and Mox, uh, is keeping Joe Mixon and drafted Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously, you know, his role is a little unknown being a rookie. Uh, so I felt like it made a lot of sense here for Mox to go ahead and grab Eckler, a uh, big PPR guy. They didn't do anything else to address the position. I think they've got, um, what's the kid's name? Justin Jackson, the other back there. And they drafted a guy too in like the fifth round. Uh, but Eckler seems kind of locked into the RB1 there. Um, so yeah, there you go, Mox. Who knows how you'll feel about that? Like I said, this is exactly what's going to happen. So uh, we're going to look back on this and be like, wow, Tim amazing next up uh jd probably should be picking number one but eh, them's the breaks with the way that our, our consolation round is is set up um the good news is you can't fall further than one spot so uh if you want to trade away kelsey and hopkins and tear your team down to rebuild it up this is kind of the little bit of a penalty you have to pay you pick at two instead of one um so what do we have jd doing here Oh yeah, this is this is a no-brainer as well. So JD is going to steal Miles Sanders from Kaylee. Um, this is like if I had to bet my house on something actually happening, I was kind of joking there off the top, but this this is like an absolute no-brainer for for JD. Uh, Miles Sanders is pretty well a consensus like top fifteen player in redrafts this year. Um, Kaylee was kind of forced, not forced, I guess he was probably choosing between Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders at his four or five. Um, and I think the choice right now is between Sanders and AJ Brown, potentially, if I had to guess. Uh, and I think he'll, he'll keep Sanders as his fifth so that he in turn obviously gets this pick if he gets stolen high. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, talking about JD's roster. So, You've got Aaron Jones there. I think he still has a few guys left to keep. Basically, JD just needs the best players available. And there's no question in my mind that Miles Sanders is the best player available. If Grant wasn't so loaded at running back, I think Miles Sanders even becomes the the pick at number one. Uh, but Grant is just so quarterback needy that I think it would be Wilson there at one, uh, which for JD works out great because he gets his RB1 of the future 
Um, you know, Sanders is a guy that's got a lot of hype right now. There's there's no competition for touches in Philly. Um, it's it seems like a no brainer. So there you go. Uh, so in turn, Kaylee will now <laughs> this is hilarious slide into that number two spot, and he's just going to go ahead and draft AJ Brown. <laughs> so Kaylee kind of gets to hedge here. Uh, loses one of his guys, keeps the other one that he he wasn't able to keep, um, and keeps AJ Brown. So that adds AJ Brown to his group with Tyreek Hill, uh, and you know he's well positioned to to make a run at a repeat here with Mahomes, uh, Hill, Kelsey, Chubb, and AJ Brown. You know just just a loaded roster. So that really worked out well for for Kaylee and for JD. Uh, then. Next up, we got TC at three. What do I have TC doing? Oh, yeah, this was another kind of no-brainer. Aaron Rodgers, A-Rod. Yeah. Uh, when Kirk Cousins is your QB1, this is a similar position to, to Grant. Um, you you got to address the quarterback position. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He, you know, he's... He's, you know, older and kind of hurt a little bit, but, eh, whatever. Like, he's still a player that, if not for the Mahomes and Jackson hype... Um, you know, he's a guy that has the ability to finish top three, top four at the quarterback position, like no problem at all. Um, so for TC, you know, that seems like a no brainer, uh, with Sanders gone and, um, who, yeah, Sanders, Wilson gone, AJ Brown's out of the draft pool. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the next best guy here for TC and he can't be mad about that. That's pretty solid to, to land a player like that at number three. Uh, so that's the first one that nobody stole. So he took Rogers out of the draft pool. Uh, number four, we've got Sims, and I've got him stealing. I didn't like this one because I hate this player personally, but the fantasy community seems to like him, and you know I, I got to try and project what you guys think, not just what I think. Um, I have him stealing Kenyon Drake from Grant. Ugh, I hate it. I don't like it. I'll just say it right now. Uh, maybe I'll color his opinion, and he wouldn't do this. Maybe he's probably not going to do this anyway. Um, but Drake is just, I mean, he's ranked, I think he's ranked around like the 8 to 12 range in redraft leagues among running backs. He's pretty much a consensus second round pick in redraft. You know, he's he's one of the, even though I don't like him, he's one of the better running back options available at this point. And Sims definitely needs to address that position. Uh, he traded for Melvin Gordon. Um, he's kind of set at wide receiver with his veterans there with Julio and Odell Beckham. Uh, I think Josh Allen is going to get kept or ha- did get kept. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I went with Drake there for Sims. And who knows? Listen, that, that offense is looking like it might hit its stride this year with, with Kyler and now Hopkins, Drake, what he did the second half of last year. Like maybe this will be a slam dunk. Like maybe Drake's the number two running back this year or something crazy like that. I just don't see it. I didn't love him. I know he flashed in Miami. I didn't really love what I saw there. Um, he clearly has ability, but eh, I, I don't know, just not, not a guy for me. So that means that Grant will now be picking at four. Um, and I have him selecting Tom Brady. So the quarterbacks are coming off the board here, as you can tell pretty quick. Um, you take away the super flex and, oh my God, it's almost like quarterback is still important in a two quarterback league. And it wasn't really super flex that drove all of that demand last year. You might say that. It might, you know, you might not say that, but you all, you, you might say that. Tom Brady here for Grant at four. Uh, so Grant goes from trading Dak Prescott in what was an abominable trade, in my opinion, um, to getting Wilson and Tom Brady at one and four. 
can't be mad about that. I'm hell- Listen, Grant, I'm helping you out here, bro. I mean, you don't need my advice. You know your shit. But hey, if you could, if you can come away in a scenario like this, um, and then surprise, surprise, like Grant's up next again. In this scenario, Grant could pick. How is that possible? Oh, yeah, because he has he has one in five, and then his guy gets stolen at four. So Grant's going to be picking one, four, and five in this scenario. Madness. Uh, quick comments on Brady. Listen, you're not going to find a, a bigger believer in Tom Brady than me. Uh, I don't see any reason why. And may, listen, maybe Ian keeps him. I, again, this is just my projection and feeling. Um, I have him not being kept, obviously. That, that wasn't a steal. Um, he's off of Ian's top five in this scenario. Um, you know, he's got a really good floor, I think, as like quarterback 10 with plenty of upside. With the upside to be, you know, it's it's hard to say that anyone's going to be quarterback one or two, obviously, with the two big young guys in the league now. But listen, like, Mahomes got the shit kicked out of him last year. He's not invincible. He's clearly tough. And Lamar playing the way he plays, there's no guarantee that either of those guys are, are you know, just locked in at one and two. In fact, there's a good chance they probably won't end the year as one and two. You have to project them that way. Um, but the point is, Brady Brady still has lots of upside as a QB one and a pretty high floor. Like, there's not much. You don't worry about Brady getting hurt. I mean, I guess you can worry about the age thing. I think everyone should just stop doing that. Because here's, here, let me tell you a little secret, guys. Tom Brady's going to stop playing before he sucks. Like, he's not going to do the Manning thing, like that terrible year and a half that Manning had when he's just, like, limping around out there with, like, a broken neck, throwing, like, ducks. Brady's not going to do that. And it's amazing that he's still playing at a high level at 43, um, but if he's walking out onto the field to play his 43-year-old season, he's going to be playing at the same Tom Brady level. So, anyway, that was probably a little bit too long on that. Uh, next up at number five. Oh, man, I fucked up. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to audible on this. I did this late last night. I'll tell you guys what I did. Hold on, let me see if I can look at some picks and move some things around. Yeah, I'll move some things around here. Okay. So I've got, yeah, I'm going to audible. You guys will never know what mistake I made. That's amazing. I could just edit this out, but I ain't got time for that. Uh, So number five, similar to what Kaylee did, we've got Grant going Calvin Ridley here. Um, Addresses the wide receiver position. I would argue that Ridley's a guy that should have been given keeper consideration over Drake. Definitely a guy I prefer over Drake. Just kind of, they're apples to oranges, I guess. They're running back and wide receiver, but... um, he goes Ridley here and kind of shores up his wide receiver position. He's dealing with Kenny Galladay that he got via trade. And that's it, right? He's only got one. I should have my keeper projections up in front of me. Um, so wide receivers in need along with quarterback. <laughs> Tight end's not in need, though. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've got Grant going Calvin Ridley here. So that's a hell of a run here for Grant going Wilson, Brady, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Damn, like, even with what I would characterize as a couple just-joined-the-league missteps as he kind of feels his way out for, you know, trading and value and stuff like that, to be able to snag those three guys, you're, you're putting yourself in, in a really good position. Uh, so there we go, Calvin Ridley. Let me just make sure I don't screw this up. Yeah. Okay, so next up at number six, we've got Press. And Press is going to steal Amari Cooper from Ian. I've got Amari Cooper in Ian's five spot right now. Um, 
and Press is going to gobble that up and add him to his wide receiver group that includes uh, Cooper Cup. And he's got Lockett as his fifth. We'll see if he stays on his roster. Spoiler alert, nobody steals him. So what he does here is adds Cooper to Cup, and that's a nice little kind of one-two punch for Press. Uh, Obviously has one of the best running backs in the game, has two really solid quarterbacks, uh, and he's in in good shape to really, you know, make a push this year until he manages to fumble it all away with poor roster management and decisions down the road. But for right now, like Press is looking great. He's in really good shape. Uh, and Amari Cooper is like, you know, a low end wide receiver one, super high end wide receiver two, you know, very boom bust, as Ian will tell you, and people that have owned him in the last couple of years will tell you he'll have a 35 point week and then he'll have a five point week. And you just kind of got to live with that. Uh, but obviously a talented player. Uh, so Press got to be happy about that. So which means Ian slides into this number six spot. And what Ian's going to go ahead and do is go ahead and draft Matt Ryan. Which for Matt Ryan to be available at this point, you know, speaks to the point that like we could almost have a super flex league and just still draft all these quarterbacks and everyone would have enough quarterbacks to play every week and it wouldn't really be an issue. It almost wouldn't, you, you might say that it almost wouldn't be an issue if we were a super flex league. St- anyway, so Ian's clearly in need of a, a QB1 here, and Matt Ryan is going to provide that. Um, you've got Calvin Ridley and Julio there. They added Gurley, Hayden Hurst at tight end. They're just basically rolling it. Like, they're, they're doing the same thing year after year. Like, they'll be 11 and 5. They'll lose in, like, the wild card round of the playoffs. Doesn't matter. But they're going to put up their numbers. Ryan always puts up his numbers. He, he kind of had those up down years for a few years there. But even his down years aren't, like, terrible. He's not going to be garbage. Um, so I, I really I like that pick there for Ian as a QB1. Ian's back on the clock here. What's Ian going to do? Ian's going to do the old double dip. That's right. Carson Wentz going right back to the quarterback. Well, um, you might say, no, I'm not going to do it again. I won't do the shtick again. Anyway, Carson Wentz as a QB two, uh, can't be mad about that. You got to think he's going to bounce back. Guy's going to be motivated. Had nothing to work with last year. They added Jalen Rager. They still got the racist to Sean Jackson. Um, Alshon Jeffrey will limp his way through, you know, eight or nine games, Great tight end situation there. Miles Sanders should take a big step forward. You know, Carson Wentz, I don't think the real Carson Wentz is what we saw two years ago when he had that kind of pseudo MVP type run. I don't think that's the real Carson Wentz. But I think the real Carson Wentz is like the ninth to 13th ranked quarterback a lot of years, Um, which for the position Ian is in here, he just kind of locks up his quarterback positions. Then he can do his best player available thing uh, throughout the rest of the draft. Carson Wentz to Ian. Number eight. All right. We've got JD and JD is stealing. Ooh, theft. He is going to steal DK Metcalf. Yeah. Got him in Sims number five spot. And I would make an argument that I don't know. I mean, Sims was in a, you know, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough making these decisions because you got to project young guys. You don't know if they're going to take a step back. Like, does he do the sophomore slump thing? Seattle's talking about adding AB and bringing Gordon back. They still got Lockett. They signed Philip Dorsett. Not that he really matters, but, you know, a lot of weapons there. They don't throw the ball a ton. Wilson is just super efficient. That's how he ends up a top five quarterback most years. Um, uh, 
But JD needs just talent. And I think he'll target young talent, which is why Sanders at two made all the sense in the world. And now DK Metcalf here at eight um, to kind of add to the Stefan Diggs. Uh, we'll see what else he does. He's got, he's got a couple tough decisions here at like three, four, five. Uh, but he just needs talent. Listen, JD like bottomed out. And uh, I think it's a best player available kind of situation. So congratulations, Sims. You are the brand new owner of the eighth overall pick. What are you going to do with it, man? You went Drake at four. I'm going to get wild. I'm getting wet and wild. We're just going Cam Newton here. Why the hell not, right? The quarterback just kind of dried up. You know, we had like, what, five, six of them go here in the first bunch of picks. Let's go Cam Newton. Fuck it, right? I don't know. I don't believe it. Like, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Uh, but who? what do I know, right? Um, it's, it's flashy. It's sexy. It's fun. Sims likes that kind of thing. Uh, I like that kind of thing. I don't hate it. I don't hate it here for him at all. You know, you pair him with, with Josh Allen. You got two guys that run the ball, two guys that should, you know, I think Cam will run a little bit less. I think they'll probably, if if he even is the starter, he's going to be the starter. Well, we'll see. Um, but I, I would expect his rushing numbers to be kind of like 450 yards and like four or five touchdowns. I don't think Cam's running. For, if you think Cam's going to be running for like five, six, 700 yards and like seven, eight, nine touchdowns, mm, can't see it. Um, but Sims kind of creates this little bit of a, a dual running threat with, with Allen and Newton. Um, and listen, Sims has never been afraid of taking risks. Um, so I, it's something I could see him doing this late in the first round. You know, not something that I'd probably entertain in like, like that one, two, three, four range, just because there's other better options available. But when I started looking at the players that would be available and you start looking at the quarterbacks that are left. If he doesn't go quarterback here, it's like, mm, might be time to just take that swing. So he did. Okay. Uh, next up at number nine, we got Aaron. This was a tough one. And I'm just keeping the quarterback thing going here. Maddie Stafford to n- at nine. And people are going to be like, barf. Dude, Matt Stafford was a fucking legend last year. If he hadn't got hurt, like that kind of derailed Ian's year last year. Like, big time. He was playing lights out. Uh, the Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones combo. Um, Hawkinson didn't really work out. But for whatever reason, like, Stafford was clicking. And he's another guy kind of similar to Ryan that's been around forever. He's got a pretty high floor. I'd say it's a little lower than what Ryan's is. And, and the ceiling's probably a little lower. Like, I, I'd be hard stretched to imagine Stafford being, like, a top five quarterback in the way I could see Ryan doing that. And that's mostly because of the weapons that are around Stafford compared to Ryan. Um, but for what's left here, uh, it made sense for Aaron. Um, I have him keeping Drew Brees. Uh, so this is his QB2. So not a massive need, but he's got Derrick Henry at his RB1. He's got Michael Thomas at his wide receiver 1. And then traded for Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, that was that deal. Um and the running back situation is ugly. You know, there's like, you can start looking at guys and I'm just like, Ugh. like it, that's why there's not many of them have gone. Like, who do we have? We got Drake. Sand, Sanders is a no-brainer. Like, Sanders should be the number one overall pick. Maybe Will. And then Drake. And then, oh, and Eckler. And then I had like a cliff. Um, so I didn't I didn't want to stick Aaron with, with like a shit kind of mid-tier running back. So I said, you know what? Let's just shore up the, the quarterback position really kind of safe pick you know it's not sexy Aaron might not like it but you got Stafford at nine all right 
And then to wrap things up here, after Aaron pulls the trigger on Stafford at 9, we got JD at 10, and he promptly pulls the rug out from under Aaron and steals DJ Moore, who I've got as Aaron's fifth guy, uh, which sucks because now wide receiver becomes a bit more of a need for Aaron, and Aaron obviously didn't know that he was just going to lose his guy. Uh, maybe someone at the 10th pick, like, said to JD, like, hey, DJ Moore's still available. You should take him. So maybe a scenario like that plays out, and then you lose DJ Moore. Like, maybe. that It could be what happened. We'll see. Um, DJ Moore's a great player. Uh, I don't know if he's... I don't think he's officially made that choice between Breeze and Moore at his 4 or 5. I just think that he'll keep Breeze. Um, you know, quarterback one, it's Breeze. You know, you got the Breeze. It's hard. Listen, when you got that double bubble sitting right in front of you on your roster, it's tough to split that up. Um, so that's why I've got uh, DJ Moore as his fifth. Uh, but not anymore. Now now JD all of a sudden has totally remade his roster. Um, Miles Sanders at two, DK Metcalf at eight, and DJ Moore at 10. Dude, you should just hire me to be your GM. That Oh, that's the fucking answer, man. I would run the shit out of your team. That'd be sick. This is a fucking amazing draft. You walk away with Sanders, Metcalf, and DJ Moore in the first round? Man, you better be moonwalking through that draft room. Uh, So, that means Aaron goes back-to-back here. And as I just alluded to, wide receiver becomes a bit more of a need. So, he does the natural thing and takes the best available wide receiver. And that's Cortland Sutton. Um, Be very careful about calling Cortland Sutton the number one in Denver. And you know why. Uh, But, listen, Cortland Sutton proved last year that he's a baller uh, tall long fast big play down the field type guy he made some crazy touchdown catches last year i don't know why ian cut him you know what i'm saying tc still like ian just cut him loose just let him go unfucking believably can't believe that shit um, so yeah number 10th overall a player like Cortland sutton who's you know should be a lock for a thousand yards and is a guy that I could see even pushing double digits and touchdowns. Not a big volume guy. Like, he might only catch, like, you know, 65 to 75 balls. Like, maybe 80 at the high end. Um, you know, 1,000 to 1,100 yards. But I could see eight or nine touchdowns pretty easily. Um, so, Cortland Sutton to Aaron there. There you have it. That's the first round. I hope our listeners in Ireland and Germany have enjoyed this fucking train wreck um, hope you tune in next month the next time i record a podcast. who knows now i'm turning them out a little bit quicker here as things as nfl news starts to happen uh i'm gonna try and and you know stay on as much as my schedule will allow um but there you have it let me know in slack what you thought of your picks like that would be really great to have a little bit of like I know you guys all like listen, but like half the time we don't get like any level of engagement. And if you guys like engage with the content that I'm creating, guess what? I'm gonna create more content. So don't bitch about not having any podcasts. Just engage with the content that I create. We'll have some discussions about it, and then I'll want to make more content. Um, I saw Press like a week ago said something with his new camera. He's gonna start doing like some some video vlogs, like weekly type things. Awesome! I've always encouraged um, like all of you guys to in whatever technical capacities you possess um, to to create um, content because I love consuming it. I'll consume the shit out of anything you guys make. Uh, so there you have it. Round one mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, look forward to the discussion in Slack. Until next time, we're out.